1: Hey.
2: All right. And for and the world, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Adam Liverpool is They were super necessary.
0: Right, so here we are. Um, Bruce Leroy, Alex Caceres, thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a busy week for you fighting on Saturday, so really appreciate you taking the time off to have a chat with us. No problem. Um, I'll let you start this one, Keaton.
3: And yeah, um So, sort of going back a bit, um, obviously, you made your UFC debut 11 years ago when you were 23. Uh, for you how would you summarize your career up to this point obviously being with the organization like the ufc's you know for that long is a hard thing to do um
1: yeah you know i just i haven't really given that much thought about it to be honest with you um i enjoy what i do and you know i i i, I am aware that i that, that i'm capable of doing it with amongst the best in the world the best organization in the world that is a you know that it's something that i um I could hold on to, but really honestly, I haven't really thought about it when I get in no matter what where I was fighting, even before the u f c when I was just fighting, I just wanted to try and it wasn't even about the opponent, it was just trying to eliminate the the questions in my heart, so I just fought with everything that I was, you know every time win or lose and um, i I guess it it proved to be good,
3: yeah, yeah. Is it not mad for you, like, obviously, because in 10 years, the sport's changed a lot, and obviously you've been at the the top organization, like, you know, is it mad for you? Have you seen how it's changed over the time you've
1: been in, in UFC? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, it keeps getting better. You know, the competition keeps getting better. Um, and I haven't fought for too many other organizations, but I've seen other organizations, and even the people that say that other organizations treat them better, they're all still trying to get to the UFC.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: you know. And so it's—I always take that with a grain of salt. The UFC treats their fighters pretty damn okay. Um, of course, I'm—I'm I'm always going to advocate, like everybody else. We want more money. I mean, it's a dangerous job. Uh, it's quite dangerous. So yeah, I would prefer to be compensated where I wouldn't have to worry about like, Oh, I'm fighting for money. I'd rather just fight for the enjoyment of it. I don't have to, I don't want to fight for a paycheck. Yeah. So, um, definitely. That could, that's one of the things that could change. But once again, I, I would say how I tell everybody, we're pretty much a brand new sport. You know, mm. you got football players and basketball players. Yeah. They're getting paid millions. Um, but that's not to say what the, what the owners are getting paid. Yeah. You know, if we compare the, 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 the wage gap between the owners of the teams versus the t- players of the team, we'll have a similar wage gap between the owners of the UFC and the fighters of the UFC. So I think it's a matter of staying relevant long enough to where we can pull in enough revenue where we can start affording to pay other fighters more. Of course, we can always argue and say, well, you know, the owners of the places, they don't have, they don't need that much money they can spare and share with amongst everybody else. But then again, you know, if you own the business, you know, and you know, you had come and goers um, that were workers, you know, that because like not everybody laughs in the UFC or wants to be in the UFC or does something stupid, right? Could give yeah. you the UFC a bad name. Um, you probably would be a, a bit more skeptical about paying just anybody large amounts of money, and. And on the darker note, you know, greed is a hell of a bitch. So, yeah, people will probably embezzle money. And if you think embezzlement's not going on in, like, NBA or NFL, then you're fucking delusional. So, yeah. like, with like, if, if we're all supposed to be getting paid, then the, the amounts of money that everybody else is getting paid, then fuck, man, we all be billionaires by now. That's for sure. But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What can you complain about that? I mean, like for me, it's I, I think we just got to have more airtime. We got to be more um, relevant as well. And and it's a it's a sport. I wanted I, I, I would like us if we were getting paid the same amount and inflation wasn't dicking us in the back, you know what I'm saying? We would we would be well off, but the cost yeah. of living keeps rising. So then we want to keep asking for more pay. You got fucking McDonald workers getting paid fourteen dollars an hour. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I like I'm, I'm out here bleeding, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, and I'm going to be running neck and neck, paycheck to paycheck with people working fast food restaurants. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so I, um, I think it I think the biggest issue is inflation. And that's a, that's a global thing. That is a economical thing that is beyond um, the UFC's control for the most part. You know, um, yeah. if they're going to keep on raising the cost of living, the cost of water, the cost of food the cost of just housing in general like it's just yeah um of course everybody's gonna feel a little bit shorthanded but that's not the company's fault you know they're trying to make money too and then when you get used to living a life that's comfortable as we all should be, used to living a life that's comfortable and free not necessarily comfortable as in there's no hardships but yeah. we should be able to if i want to get up and go to another country and visit and, and educate myself I shouldn't have to worry how much that shit costs. I shouldn't be able to be more well, more than enough well off to afford that, especially if I'm working hard every day, you know, really putting my nose to the grindstone. I, I truly feel that, yeah, I, I should be, I should be able to express the freedom that I feel that I am in amongst this world, in this world that we live in. So I, it has, it's, it's a bigger issue and we can go all day about that issue. There's lots of ways to solve that problem um we just and honestly we don't have to give up any modern technology we don't have to give up any modern anemones or any conveniences we just have to simply be a little bit more self-sufficient yeah we have to um also be a little bit more humble less entitled you know we think that this world is here to provide for our greed you know but it has only enough for our needs uh, we can't expect to go around chopping down rainforests, overfishing um, and make, creating dead zones in the ocean. And then we wonder why oxygen levels are dropping, you know, why CO2 emissions are rising up because, oh, well, um, well, I mean, the, the, the biggest culprit of CO2 emissions are, is, or what's even worse is methane gas. That's what causes, contributes more to global warming. And then people are like, you got the fake hippies, you know saying? Oh, well, if we stop driving cars and shit, um, we can, we can save the atmosphere. Well, all the cars, boats, trains, and trucks, and all vehicles combined don't even amount to 10% of the, of the CO2 emissions. Yeah. So it's asinine for people that are pro-environment to be arguing that point. And it's usually people that are pro-environment, but don't want to give up eating surplus amounts of flesh and, and dairy and cheese, because D or eggs, these are the culprits of um, greenhouse gases, it's the factory farms, just a large amount. I mean, and, and here's a here's an eye opener, just think about it. Um, about 50 years ago, I would say 70 years ago, um, the, 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 the ratio between wild animals and domesticated animals was 98% wild animals, and 2% domesticated animals. Nowadays, there's no, there's no um, mystery why you hear different species going extinct every day. Yeah. There, there's, an, a, there's a species on the endangered list every day. And it's because the ratio between wild animals and domesticated animals, domesticated animals also includes factory farm animals. Domesticated animals are 98% and wild animals are 2%. So yeah. we completely flipped it around. So if we flip the world upside down, it's no wonder we're going to start seeing the shit come out the sky. Yeah. You know, we're going to be like, "Holy crap! Something's going. Something's going on." Um, we deforested about two thirds of the of the world's forests. You know, there the dead zones in the oceans are becoming larger and larger, and. Uh, benunce everybody's knowledge everybody thinks that oh well the rainforest produced mostly oxygen it does produce a lot of oxygen and we should stop cutting the shit down to put um cow farms and chicken farms on the shit for sure but two-thirds of the world's oxygen is produced by the algae in the ocean yeah because that is two-thirds of the world is water so yeah um half the oxygen most of the oxygen is in the water it's h2o for a reason yeah you know half of it's oxygen so um yeah, we're fucking up this planet. And then we're complaining about everything else getting more difficult for us. And it's because we're choosing to be less difficult on ourselves. We make things difficult on everybody else and the planet. And what I mean by that is we're, we're creating weak people. We're, we're creating people that are that like, um, and, and this is not to offend anybody and this is not to, um, paint a bad picture or anything like that, but it's just, you know, there is no, I don't believe in fat shaming. Mm. I don't believe in um, body shaming. I don't believe in any of that. I believe we all have the capabilities because be, um, being overweight or, or obese or um, having ex- excess fat on your body, it is unnatural. If we were living in the wild, bro, you couldn't be that way and get away from a fucking cheetah. It's not going to fucking happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're going you're gonna to be the first meal on the, on, on the menu. And so um, we're creating these safe spaces um, for people that don't want to try. Yeah. Now, I don't care if you're fat or not and everything like that. And I seen a lot of people and I, the only time I seen changes is like we had a lot of like I used to be in the high school wrestling team. We had a lot of fat guys um, coming in, trying to lose weight. And, you know, it was being hard on them. It was being strict on them. And they they adopted that personality and got it on themselves. And then the transformation was almost in a blink of an eye. Like I would say six months, this guy from 230 is at 135 pounds now you know yeah. and ripped shredded confident you know like just social and it's at we so like it's not okay it's not okay to 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 live an easy life to let things go by and let the time slip away and not put a hundred percent max effort into your life because you're only in you're already all in it and you're in it once as far as you know it as far as we all know it so we mind we 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 gotta try hard it's like we gotta be overly passionate we must take life by the reins, you know, and, and really command our own way of living because it, there is nobody else that's going to tell you the truth. Really? They're, they're going to tell you false niceties just to make you feel comfortable because it makes them feel good. Well, I don't give a fuck about that. I'm going to tell you, Hey man, it's you're a loser and it's not okay to be a loser. It's time to get better. It's time to get better. Cause if I didn't tell myself that I'd be a loser, I'd be nowhere. I wouldn't be in the UFC. I'd be in jail or dead. Honestly. Because if I didn't make that decision at 18 years old, whether it was to be a fucking gang member and a drug dealer versus uh, upstanding citizen and a martial artist who can help train people and help um, make people strong, then I wouldn't be here. And I had to call. I had to bring myself down to the lowest possible um, denominator and check myself there and be like, Alex, you're a fucking loser. You're a fucking scumbag. You're an asshole. You're out of shape. You're shit. You better start doing something with your life or you're going to live miserably the rest of your life. And I had to have that serious conversation with myself, literally, quite literally in the mirror, you know, to, to really shake myself out of that, out of this traumatic experience that, that we're all going through. And it's called laziness. It's called lethargicism. It's, it's, you know, like it's, and it is a traumatic experience when you sit down thinking you're comfortable, but watching your life go by, your subconscious knows that. Your best days, your best efforts are going by, then you become depressed because your soul is depressed and it can't take it anymore, and it starts to reject your own physicality.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sorry, I went on a rant. No, you're okay. It's, um, <laughs> oh, it's nice.
3: uh, we we appreciate that and you know, all insights in that. But I, I agree with you, there. I, I lost my job like, that, like a week ago or so, and. I've literally, I've lost like a routine You're again. A routine of doing things and being in a certain mindset. And then, like the past week or so, I haven't really moved, and I do feel that a bit. You know what I mean? Like I'm just sitting here, I'm not doing nothing. I need to try to do something. You know what I mean? It's like you have gotta have that that sort of fight with yourself and that talk with yourself to try to pull yourself out of it. Essentially.
1: Yeah, and, and they say it. There was an old saying, I I don't know how it goes quite exactly, but it's like, when a man has lost hope, give him faith. Mm. When a man loses faith, give him something to do. Yeah. You know, like we're, we're men, especially when it comes to the men in society, we're men, we're, we're constantly supposed to be doing something, supposed to be achieving something, providing something, protecting something, you know, standing firm in our beliefs, you know, we're supposed to be dangerous, articulate and, and, and quite formidable.
2: Mm, Yeah.
1: And, and and we've lost that in the men. We like the, the men are, are becoming weak, entitled, um, wanting safe spaces, wanting life to be completely nerfed out, um, padded and easy. And you never grow from those experiences. You never grow from those experiences. And, and honestly, I don't think any women want a man like that to be, to, to be quite on. That's why most of that's why we're getting 50% divorce rates in America. Um, as well as uh we're getting more infidelity um women are cheating more on men because the men are weak they don't know they're going fight they're i'm sorry they're weak um yeah. and women don't they're not looking for that even though they might say oh i want this kind of guy this this um um very progressive guy person that doesn't have no muscles who doesn't have no drive and that, that's basically what you're saying you want this um uh, from lack of a better term you know like this this coward yeah and then and then you the nature in you when I'm speaking to women, the nature in you is calling out for the best possible fucking genes you can propagate. You know, you're looking for the best genes to mix your genes with. And I'm sorry, the guy with the emo cut and has frail bones is not going to be the best genes for you the guy with depressive thoughts and, and bad mental epi- epigenetics is not going to be the best genes for you. You want that masculine man, that calm, strong man, the one who has muscles, the one who has dedication, drive, work ethic. And they want that, you know, like, and not, I don't, I don't mean to be toxic, not to like, oh, I'm going to beat women and shit. Like, no, I mean, a person that is like, and, and we all, we all know what a real man is. He used to be promoted back in the day. Yeah. yeah. And I don't mean about the toxic masculinity. Um, they're trying to call like people like Andrew Tate, toxic, masculine. Now, there's some things that he says that are toxic. But for the most part, I think it's just the way that he's saying it. People can take it that way, and they do chop up his vids. Yeah. But he does say a lot of things that make relevant sense. Is like, you know, um, um, quite honestly, and, and I'm a believer in that. It, it, I, I know that it can happen, but it's very rare. But it's very rare for a male and a female to have platonic relationships yeah so if you're in a relationship with a male or a female there should be no reason why i gotta have girlfriends or my female should have boyfriends there's nothing that i couldn't talk to another female that i can't talk to my woman about and vice versa. yeah and and, and then we call that oh that's controlling it's not controlling is because we know half the mind of these scumbags female and male what they're all about and i can tell you i live in fucking miami dude <laughs> like yeah. i like it, it it, 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 and it and it's true like I'm beating niggas off off my girl with a stick she's beating bitches off me with a stick like it's it, it's relentless like these people don't give a fuck about your relationship so it's okay not to be their friend not to give them the time of day because well I don't need that feminine energy anymore because I have it within my partner and honestly I get along with men more so than I do with women so um I don't see a reason why I could have a lot of girlfriends I'm, I'm sure it's possible I've had girlfriends before when I was single that were platonic but relationships do change when you are in a relationship people look at you differently and they try to take the inch and they try to take the mile when you give them an inch you know and it's a it's saddening but this is most of the people in the world and they're ignorant this is is how it's going to be individual people talking me and you we can be intelligent as fuck you know we catch somebody one-on-one but the minute we start Grouping each other up just not to look bad in front of the other person, we will synergize with their ideas, and so like you'll get good girls becoming hoes because their friends are hoes, and you'll get good guys becoming scumbags because their friends are scumbags. Yeah. So I don't care how long I've been friends with you for, man. If you don't align with my morale morals and purpose, then I'm sorry, I'm wasting my time hanging out with you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Get get rid of that negativity, and you? you don't need that.
0: Yeah, and... uh, yeah, no, that really insightful. I've got to say, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've you've given some thought to that, haven't you? Definitely. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so moving just back into the uh, early on in your career, so you were on the ultimate fighter, uh, part of GSP's team. Uh, two parts of this. So obviously, Josh Koscheck was on that series as well. Really mad guy. Um, what was he the same off camera as he was on camera, and um? Also, just what was it like learning from GSP, given his status and I was arguably the goat?
1: Okay. Um, well, yeah, um, they were both uh, genuine. Koscheck and GSP. You know, their personalities are genuine. You know, um, and I, I feel a lot of people. I mean, there's only there's very few people that are not genuine in the UFC. It's hard not to be genuine to be fake and make it in the place where it's kind of real. Yeah. Um. So. Um for the most part, yeah, everybody was pretty real out there. Um and with training with GSP, yeah, man, it was it was a wonderful eye opener. It showed me um it's hard to summarize everything, but to put it in one little phrase is it showed me how to be a profession.
2: Yeah.
3: All right. <clears throat> the reason why we had that question with Koshek is because you see people now like a big one's Covington. You see what what he's like, how he comes across he's sort of more the Entertainment side, even though when he gets to when he gets to the octagon, he does fight. Um, I just kind of wanted to see what Koscheck was like because he had that sort of persona on camera of being the bad guy, but if it was different when he was off, you know what I mean? So,
1: man, nah, nah, he's a. Uh, I, I wouldn't consider him a bad guy. It's just the way, like, 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 man, you're you're a fighter. Mm. You're around somebody you're gonna fight. I applaud you for keeping calm. You know, I can remain calm. But I can understand where it's not. I'm inside. I'm not necessarily calm. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm about to fight this guy. You know, like I, I'm, I'm saying cuss words and uh, all sorts of shit. You know, like I'm a fuck. You know, like I'm uh, behind. And so. Um, I don't think there's bad guys in here. It's just uh, we, we all have different ways of coping with stress. Yeah. And my way is shutting the fuck up, <laughs> you know, getting real quiet, getting into my own head. That's how I cope with stress. You know, I don't I don't I don't like to speak. I don't like to talk shit about people or rile myself up in such a way. Some people need to do that to put themselves in that mindset. Um, I feel similar to a lot of people that would say, and I'm pretty sure some people can agree with me that martial arts is my lifestyle, you know, so I'm always in that mindset And I don't mean an aggressive mindset, but in a ready to fight mindset, even when I'm calm and relaxing. Yeah. So my, yeah, that's where my personality comes from. And some people are like that. Some people need to get emotionally charged to start getting ready for a fight. And you see that, especially like in schoolyard fights, you know, they'll get into a shoving match, pushing match, calling each other names until one gets really angry and then they'll start fighting, you know, if it comes to that, you know, but for me, I, every time I was in school, I was the kid that you know, you start talking shit to me and bothering me, I just wait till you get close enough and then I'm going to start hitting. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just, it's like, it's, it's okay from back there. I don't mind it. But the minute I feel like your spit's flying on my face, okay, we're going to have some physicalities exchanged here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're the first one throwing the punch. No, no little sort of prelude thing to it. It's just yeah, yeah. straight in there.
1: Kill them all. Let God sort them out.
3: <laughs> 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 just, <laughs> <laughs> right, Quinn. Yeah, is it me? Yeah, um, so, um, yeah, obviously, you've you mentioned there uh, your, your career in UFC, how long it's been. Obviously, you've fought at Bantamweight, you fought at Feather, and you fought at Weight. For you, like, what you consider the best Weight for you?
1: I love Featherweight. Um, I like featherweight. Yeah, it's really good. I feel like uh, I don't cut weight. Pretty much not that bad. Yeah. Well, right now, um, we got weigh-ins tomorrow morning. I'm like 143. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 149. I got three pounds left. I was going to say. (laughs) I'm like, holy (laughs) shit.
3: (laughs) I
2: need to eat some.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah um and i don't feel drained i don't feel lethargic i don't feel bad in any type of way i'm not um cramping up or anything so it's been this has been the easiest way cut for me so far yeah um so i love 145 Mm. i feel strong there i feel fast uh 155 was for the show because they didn't have 45 or 35 at the time
2: Mm.
1: so that's why i did 155 right yeah Um, i it was it wasn't like oh i'm i think i'm 155 no i just they didn't have any weight classes for me um 135 i had a great run at 135 i felt there was a two-year streak that i had that i went unbeaten and but the weight cut was 20 pounds man 20 25 pounds and is
3: is that overnight or
1: no that's throughout like three or four days but i look at me i'm skinny man i gotta cut 25 pounds out of what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <It> was, <Yeah. laughs> i was like i was dying i was dying every fucking time and every time a punch would land and i was pretty good at avoiding them but when they would land my brain would rattle mm. now like i like i remember fight getting into a fight with fucking el toro um in vegas and we went like toe to toe in the center of the cage for a good 30 seconds and i feel felt just fine after that you know like yeah so like I definitely know where where I'm most healthy at, and I think one forty five is gonna be the the way class for me i had I had a really great run at one forty five as well. Um, it got a little hiccup over a split decision loss, which is very controversial to me because I don't know how fucking leg kicks outpoint punches to the face, but whatever, and most of those leg kicks, honestly because they're like forty leg kicks or something like that, but most of them, I would say, like twenty something of them were foot stomps. Yeah, I don't know why you consider leg kicks foot stomps. Yeah, or you consider yeah. foot stomps leg kicks. That, that's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And then it looks like he kicked me in the leg forty-five times or something. I'm like that's bullshit. He was stomping my foot. And you ask any fighter, yeah, that's you don't feel it. That's yeah. bullshit. That's what, that's one of the most bullshit. I mean, maybe for stomping the toes. Maybe if you stomp your heel on the pinky toe. You might do some, but I don't, I don't know. We kick with our feet. We run into elbows and knees, and we're still kicking with it. You think your little soft heels? going to, I don't know. It's fucking, <laughs> it's asinine. Um, and then I, like, I, I, know, I, I know I fucking um, cracked his orbital. I, I outpunched punched him in the body and the head. Um, and, yeah, and I felt like I was more dangerous on the, on the grappling um, portion of it. But, you know, um, we've been having bad judging lately huh? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it, it, but it sucks. It, it, it does suck because I know I'm better than that, and um, that would have been six and0 that would put me on a better run and a win streak, and I'd probably be fighting um, of somebody ranked as well, but then Juliana Rosa is a very great name as well too, so I don't mind that, and it's a good matchup for me. but um, I do feel really great at 145 though.
3: Yeah, yeah.. <clears throat> To sort of go off that day, you mentioned the judging and that. What would be your sort of solution to judging, if, if you can say? How would you solve this issue that we've got with judging?
1: Well, I heard this really great um, idea too from another fighter because he, he made the point that, you know, the judges are writing down scorecards and sometimes the fan will just scream and say some shit. Mm. Oh, and then they'll look up and probably see some guy move and think that he did something. And then. And, or, or if the guy hits them and it might even not be devastating at all, but everybody's like, oh my God, oh, it must hurt. Oh, it must feel like crazy. And like, even though the guy looks like nothing's happening, he's hiding it well. And then like, they're going to judge you off of that because of the crowd's reaction. So a guy had an idea of saying, why don't you put the judges, we have so many rooms in the apex and the PI center. Why don't you put the judges in a, in a room, you know, Mm. completely silence out the crowd and just look at the fight and, and then score and score the actual fight my solution would be to have formal fighters um judge fights yeah that are unbiased to teens you know like that that would be another solution but yeah we got us, these commissioners and it, like people that haven't been to the fucking fights before shouldn't be judging fights
2: yeah oh, uh, definitely
3: as you mentioned earlier as well though, the sport is so young so this is a an issue that hopefully we can get sorted out to help the sport <clears throat> um
0: so that I wanted to ask you about the nickname, Bruce Leroy. Is that a reference to Bruce Lee? I've read somewhere that it was a character from, I can't remember what film was, but from a film.
1: Oh, well, my managers gave me that name uh, because they said I looked like the guy from, it was a a cult classic called uh, The Last Dragon. And that's where the name came from. The guy's name was Bruce, they called him Bruce Leroy. And so the name kind of stuck with me and they started calling me that from there on
0: yeah that's <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah, C- certainly a it's a different nickname it's certainly outside the box i must say
3: yeah it's like its, like its own name in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> so you you've said that you're um you're inventive and creative during your fights um w- what do you what do you mean by that when you when when you say that and is that, like, your approach to fighting? What would you say your approach to fighting is? Um,
1: I guess expressive, you know. Um, I'm just trying to express myself. There isn't, like um, – I obviously, there's goals to win and everything, but it, it's not, like, on the forefront. I'm not thinking about the outcome of the f- – oh, one second. Let me just uh, –
2: We had someone calling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's got the link there, so if he yeah, needs we to, to jump it. back on,
2: um, he'll jump <laughs> back in.
0: <clears throat> oh, you might actually actually do a bit. Of, you might actually have to do a bit of editing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Hey,
0: it is.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh you mate? No problem. That business my, you need to, to Okay. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, okay, what was the what were we talking about?
3: Um yeah, so you were saying you were you were probably oh, your approach style. to fighting was uh, expressive, you're expressing yourself in there and not really thinking about the outcome.
1: Yeah, um, so, on, yeah, like, it's hard to think about the outcome. It's, um, I got another guy in front of me who's fighting me, so I'm not thinking about getting my hand raised. I'm not thinking about losing. Um, i really not really thinking about anything too much, you know. I'm kind of letting it happen. I can't really tell you. I'm not actively trying to be creative. Yeah. I just, you know, if, if I am, it would be in the gym, and then it will come out expressively in the fight.
3: Yeah, yeah. okay. You just trying new things, and then if they come out in the fights, that that that's just what it is. Sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and I, I I I don't even consider them new things because I feel like I'm doing regular stuff. Yeah, I'm just doing them in a different way.
2: Right. Okay.
1: You know, like from a different angle or a different position, and so and so it looks very fancy sometimes or new but it really isn't it's just we i this is my way of explaining it to some people that like i when i'm teaching and stuff like that um we live in a three-dimensional world yeah. so you're used to seeing but but when we're fighting everybody's used to seeing things done on a two-dimensional plane yeah so and when we're talking about angles we're usually talking about angles on a two-dimensional plane like taking angles on the floor but we live in a three-dimensional world. So we have three-dimensional angles that we can also take. So applying just that idea to your strikes or submissions, you can make different, slightly different variations of all the moves you already know.
2: Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. it.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, so you mentioned a little bit about your, you know, your opening and, and things like that. And from what I've read, you, you had a really, you know, quite a tough opening and, uh, you know, a lot of people would struggle to overcome some of the things that you've been through. Uh, how important was learning to fight in for you in being able to
1: overcome some of them things? Well, learning, learning. Oh, sorry. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, people are trying to call me today. Okay. <laughs> well, learning how to fight uh, definitely helped with overcoming all those adversities um especially growing up in the neighborhood you know where i was growing up getting into as many fights as i have you know being able to defend yourself did come in handy i would say more i would say more being honest with yourself i yeah. think that's the 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 biggest issue when we're trying to rise up out of traumatic experiences or rough places or times in our life is being honest with ourselves. Cause most most of the time, we're the root of that problem, especially the way that we're looking at a problem where you are usually the root of that problem. So when we solve ourselves, we can solve the problem. And a bit like, and, and it was something that I heard it very like, I think it was like, what yesterday, last night it was a look, scrolling through Instagram. And he was talking about like why people become Dangerous, you know um, why people act as if they're heartless or like they got no emotions is because there's so much in their emotions. They're so hurt in their feelings that now they're gonna they're gonna express themselves as if they have no feelings, but the actions that they're performing, which are hurting other people, shows you that they are in their feelings. Yeah. So a lot of the a lot of the necessity to to look tough. To be tough to be hard and to be strong because of where you came from or what happened to you and covering it's it's its a cover-up of really deep emotions that we're feeling and if we're honest with ourselves and get a good cry in you know then we can we can actually see ourselves in a more truer light than we would usually see ourselves we will paint our like uh, uh people and and we know all this people with the biggest barks are usually the, the most fearful people yeah yeah and so if, if, the, and, and if they act and so people that act like they don't have emotions are usually the people with the most uh, acute emotions They're just so hurt and when they do get hurt they they feel like oh if i cover it up they won't be able to penetrate that place anymore and hurt me again yeah and it's false it's false because you start to bury your humanity and that hurts even more
3: yeah yeah So almost like it it, it becomes a, a habit of Bottling things up and then reacting in that way. Um, <clears throat> you, you mentioned earlier, so you said about being honest with yourself. You mentioned earlier, like these days, people are too comfortable. Do you think like that's where people struggle because of how easy things are? Do you struggle to be honest with themselves?
1: Like in this of course, of course, is is they struggle to be honest with themselves. I'm like 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 I like being honest with you know what being honest with myself led me to be like 100% vegan. Mm. Now, um, I had to be quite honest with myself. Do I would would I take the knife to the animal's throat and slaughter the motherfucker every day just so I can have a piece of meat on my table? I wouldn't like that very much. Yeah. I got I got yeah. puppies, I got you know cats and shit, you know like uh, that, that if if they were considered food as they, as they are in some other countries, you would never take a knife to your dog and you know dissect them cut out pieces of steak and cook it down like oh that was delicious you know i can do that no you'll be you'll be considered a psychopath yeah Yeah. okay and and then and then we have this um and then so and and then being honest with ourselves like for instance that what's the art how many times you hear the argument Well, i eat meat because i'm a hunter yeah yeah right okay well hunters don't eat things that are already dead
2: Mm.
1: they eat the living That end up dying from eating them. Yes, of course. But they hunt the shit. They work for it. That's one. We don't work for it. It's delivered to us. It's wrapped up in a nice package with no face on it. Yeah. Yeah. So then we don't even, we don't even have the connection or remorse towards it. And if you saw the conditions of the animals in factory farms, you'd be like, holy fuck. Mm. I'm going to go only grass fed. And grass fed only means they let them outside for a couple hours out of the day. Yeah. still a prison yard you know cage free chickens just means that they have a bigger cage that's honestly what it means so um and then and then you would say that your dog and your cats or your pets whatever even if you had birds and like did they 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 share emotion right they share affection correct yeah yeah okay and then and this is, this is now, this is going to get a little bit more scientific. We're going to get into some research here. <laughs> and then we, we got to understand that every emotion is a chemical compound that is released by our pituitary gland and absorbed in our cellular function of our body. That's why when we feel an emotion, we literally feel it in our yeah, body because yeah. our cells are feeling it. Yeah. So if animals share the same phenomena, Yeah. Then we wonder why we can't wonder why if we're eating misery, death, fear all the time, we're living in such a state of mind. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
3: yeah. So, you, could, you know, yeah. energy is transferred over
1: from mm-hmm. them. Being and, then, and then once again, you're not living like a hunter. You're living like a scavenger. Only scavenger eats dead things. Yeah. Rotting things. You know, things that are not fit for consumption, literally. That's why we have to cook the meat to eat it. We can't eat meat raw. We would get sick. Yeah. We'd fuck ourselves up. We have to cook, it to cook it to make it slightly bearable for our bodies. And then if we overeat the meat, we become, we, we get cancer cells growing, you know, we, all sorts of problems in our body. Right. Yeah. And this is not just meat. It's also dairy. It's eggs. It's, you know, when we overdo it. But then again, there's a, there's a quote that says, um, and I forgot where I read it from, but um, a killer or a predator does not stop consuming. Yeah. A hunter only takes from the forest what he needs. That's why you see the Native Americans, whenever they would kill an animal, what is their main goal after they kill it is to release its soul by calming it down. Yeah, Because they understand that when the animal is stressed, you're, the stress is going to be absorbed into the flesh and you're going to eat that stress. Yeah. So I have no problem with people eating meat. I'm 100% vegan. I I love it this way. But I'd say then go hunt for it. And if you hunt for it, I guarantee you can't eat it every day. You can't eat it three courses of, of, of a meal every day. And if you hunt it as if you were in a tribe, then you have to share it with everybody else in the tribe. So the portions you will be eating would be substantially less. Yeah. yeah. And it'll probably be a lot better for you. But then so, and so we have to be honest with ourselves and start acting like humans. Cause right now we're acting like I don't know what the fuck we're acting like, but it ain't human because we like we we shouldn't be eating as much as we're eating, we shouldn't be fucking up the earth as much as we're fucking it up, just so that we can eat what whatever the fuck we're eating. Like that's and that's the mate, that's what's crazy to me. Like just to please the palate, we would turn a blind eye at the earth being lit on fire, quite literally. Yeah. yeah. we're we're like it's crazy and then we're like oh but i love this planet and then just fuck you you're a liar (laughs) you're a liar you don't love this planet you love yourself you have a fish love you know you ever heard that saying
3: which uh, a a fish love was it
1: fish love right if we will say oh i love fish no you don't love fish if you love fish you wouldn't pluck it out the water watch it suffocate let it open and, and eat the motherfucker you wouldn't do that you know, that you just love the way that fish makes you feel and you eat it. Yeah. So it's the same thing that we have a lot of times with even relationships. We don't love the person. We love how that person makes us feel. And the minute that person has an individuality, we begin to start um, resenting that person. Like, hey, 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 you're not making me feel the way I want to feel. Well, that's not love. Yeah. If you love something, like if you love the rose, you wouldn't pluck the motherfucker because it will cease to be the thing you love. You would water it and watch it grow. Yeah, and right. Yeah. So, same thing with this world. Uh, I love this world, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put some chains on it, and I'm gonna make it. Um, in, I'm gonna make it run the course that I want it to run. Well, the world are, it's been here longer than you, and it knows better. Yeah. It knows where it wants to grow how it wants to do things. And it's asinine that you, in one lifetime, think that you know more than what this earth has been giving us for centuries, for millennia, for billions of years. I mean it's intelligent design. There's a reason why when you open up carrots, they look like irises. And for some reason they got the vitamins that are great for your eyes. You know, kidney beans look like kidneys and they're great for your kidneys. And uh, the grapes are, look like the capillaries in your lungs, the bubbles, the air bubbles in your lungs and they're great for your lungs. You know, so like this, this world is designed intelligently and usually the food is going to look like what it's good for. What is, what is, what does meat look like most of the time?
3: Brains. (laughs) meat flesh <laughs> extra flesh
1: that flesh you know and then and then then what is it going to give us flesh hmm. more flesh hmm. you know and then also not and, and then here's some esoteric science that motherfucker, like and and this is this is mine oh we're good this is this is mind you of um, uh more theoretical science but it makes sense because we're putting it together right so people are doing a lot of stem cells lately right
2: mm.
1: okay and where do they get the stem cells from they get them from the blood or they get them from the bone marrow or they get them from the place that has the most amount of stem cells fat mm. all right that's interesting to me that is always interesting to me what are stem cells for
2: i'm i'm not
3: Thing you no, would stem cells I've, I've the, <laughs> at creating, at the end of it, like creating,
1: creating more of your body, cre- whatever it needs to heal, um, or make more flesh of, cre- like, like it's it's the building block of creating more uh whether it's muscle, bone, or you call it, you name it, right? Yeah. So now why do you think fat has the most stem cells in it? Because it's brand new flesh, right. And where do you think these stem cells are coming from in order to create this more flesh? They're coming from your bone marrow. They're coming from your blood, which is why we see that people that are overweight or obese have highly acidic blood and more bone fractures and less bone marrow, more fat in their bone marrow, because it has to come from somewhere. You know, there's always an, an equivalent exchange. If we put more of something in one place, there's going to be less of it somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, it
0: is. Well, you you mentioned there that you're you're 100% vegan now. Um, I read when we were uh, just looking up about yourself that um you didn't claim to be a vegan, but um you watched the documentary Forks Over Knives, I believe, is it? Um, yeah, and like you cut out dairy and processed meat from your diet. So when did you become? When did you sort of say you
1: I'm a vegan? When when did that happen? Well, like like I I like I said um even now, I don't like to, it's just a term that we're using. You know, I don't like to call myself vegan. I don't, I don't, I don't think there should be a term for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I know we've been, we've been eating, there's various, there's been various diets over millennia that people may be eating, but I think it's, it's the human way of eating. I think it's, I, I think I'm just normal. I don't, I don't want to consider myself plant-based or vegan or, or anything. I just think that my eyes see color because I'm able to see the more ripening fruit on the tree and the, and the berries in the bushes. That's why yeah. predators don't see color. Hunters don't see color. They just need to see movement. I have yeah. a long, bumpy digestive tract, and that's to excrete, uh, to, to extract the most nutrients from plant-based material, same as gorillas do. Yeah. You know, which are some of our closest relatives. So, um, and if, so if my, det- if, and the teeth that we have, you know, most of them are flat, molar-like for crushing up vegetation. It really gives us it, – it does no justice for us for eating meat, you know? And when yeah. we look at the carnivores' um, um, body makeup, they have short, smooth digestive tracts. They have more sharp teeth in the back, you know? Uh, and their fangs are curved in so that the prey what they catch won't get away, you yeah. know? Where if you see, like, a gorillas or apes they are more, like, straight down. Like, it's just strictly yeah. for fucking you up. Yeah, you know, (laughs) because they're eating bananas and shit, and they're some of the biggest, strongest motherfuckers too. And they're and they're frugivores. I believe we're frugivores, I believe um we function the best, you know, eating a very plant-based diet because plants are the only things in the world that have micronutrients. Yeah. You know, and we need micronutrients for every little fucking function in our body and when we're depleted in that that's why we got all these motherfuckers on pills all the time because all you're eating is fat, protein and sugar.
3: Yeah. Do you yeah. Um, do you take sea moss, you?
1: Sea moss I tried it before but it's not like a like I'm like it's a regular thing for me and it and it's all fad shit, you know? Like it's great. All this shit's good for you, but there's not like, oh, I need to do this every fucking day because I'm a vegan. No, man, I'm a human being. Mm. I eat whatever the fuck I want you know, whenever I want, I don't have limitations. Oh, too much fruit is too sugary. I don't care. I yeah. sometimes, the sometimes in the day I just eat fruits. Sometimes in the day I just eat vegetables. Sometimes I mix it up. Sometimes uh, it, I, it varies, but like, I've never found myself lacking in energy lacking in mental capacity or muscle mass or toughness at yeah. all. I mean, I'm, I'm in the fucking sport for it. So it's,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think people just put too much thought into it. They make it. They overcomplicate things. It's like, oh, well, what do you eat? Well, everything else. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Like you're telling me, I don't know what what I eat when there's over eighty thousand edible plants, and we surround our diet around five basic animals, e. and yeah. they're all female, mind you, yeah. and hormones and 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 then and then we get then we get concerned, oh, but you eat too much soy, don't you know that has phytoestrogen? Do you know what phytoestrogen is? No. It's plant estrogen, it's plant estrogen right and 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 decade studies have proven that phytoestrogen actually helps you regulate your hormone levels. You know what can cause an increase in estrogen? Eating too much mammalian estrogen. Or estrogen from mammals. Because we're mammals. We're not yeah. different from the animals. So if they're, if we're eating estrogen from mammals, then it adheres to the estrogen in our bodies. And then we produce more estrogen. That's why people that eat lots of meat, by the time they're 50, they got man tits. You're going to mm. grow more mammary glands. And then we're only eating the female counterpart of the animals, mind you. When you go to other countries or more ancient cultures, the men only eat the male animal. Mm you know there's a reason for that you know yeah. so like even if you're, so we're eating meat and we're still doing it wrong yeah <laughs> there's, there's even a right way to eat the motherfucker like it's crazy though but it's just, <laughs> and we're still doing it wrong and then people are just combating the science and then i hate people like oh well like like and, and i get a lot of flack you know being a vegan uh person that eats plants you know like yeah, I, I had so many people come online and just like, oh, but you're going to be weak. It's bad for your body. You're going to feel it soon. And mind you, I'm in the UFC for 10 years as a vegan.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: And fuck, man. I don't know when I'm supposed to die. It must be any minute now. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I don't know how I'm winning fights at all. You know, I don't know how I'm, I'm beating these guys that eat meat because just for the fact that they're eating meat, they should just overpower me. Yeah, and you know, like it's just, it, yeah, it's it. we can go on all day about this shit, but like it's it, it, it's a silly
0: argument. Thing. It's a silly argument, isn't it? When you look at it like that, uh, yeah. you know, because you sh- eat meat, you, you should be able to overpower you because you don't. It's like that—that's not how it works, and it's just and then when, a, that, and then when it doesn't
1: happen, and when I'm on this fighting win streak, or if I'm winning fights, then these guys never come and talk to me again well come and talk to me again and tell me how that was just luck or it was just a fluke you know or you know something like that or like but it's yeah it's crazy but then that's what i mean about we're not being honest with ourselves yeah or to each other we got doctors telling us that we got to eat red meat and shit yeah and then the doctors that are telling us this are fucking out of shape why am i going to believe you yeah, yeah. yeah. So why am I gonna believe somebody that is not in as good health as me to give me health advice? Why would I listen to poor people about making more money? Why would yeah. I listen to, to unhappy people, miserable people about being more happy? Yeah. So what the fuck are we doing? Of I mean,
3: and and they always say as well that like plants and that they have like you can basically be healed by like plants and that kind of so. You know that's another aspect of it.
1: Yeah, there was that. Was that um? I don't know who. I think it was on Forks Over Knives, but it was that there, there was a lady that she went to so many different doctors, and according to all the doctors, she had an incurable cancer. Mm. She went to Mexico and did the Gersons therapy, which is a complete holistic, whole foods, plant based diet. Yeah. The cancer disappeared. you know and these mutations come when we're living out of sync with nature that's when we become ill that's when we become um diseased yeah is when we're living out of sync with nature and, and 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 the and the disease and the illness is not limited to the body a lot of it's up here yeah a lot of it's up here and it's deep within the seat of the soul as well yeah yeah you know, um, in yoga, they say food is divided up that when you eat it is divided up into three parts. The grossest part of the food is excrement is released as excrement. Yeah. Um, the better part of the food becomes flesh. Yeah. And then the best part of the food, you know, aligns you with the most high in that sense. You, be, it, you feel the energy. Hmm. You know, so we it, it goes from what we throw away, physical and metaphysical. So, uh, we shouldn't be eating dead things. That's one thing. We shouldn't be eating dead things because if that was the case, then I would kill my 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 vegetables, make sure they're dead first, and don't have any electrical life in them, and then eat them. And I'll be eating rotten fruit, and that would just be disgusting.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, and and we don't necessarily like the taste. And and I and I can make a bet with you take any meat and boil it in water and then eat it with no seasoning. Mm. Yeah, You're not going to like it. No, definitely not. You're not going to like it at all. So even when you put salt on it, that's a mineral. When you put pepper on it, that's a plant. When you cook it on a wood fire, that's wood, charcoal tastes to the meat. It's never the meat that tastes good. It's the plant's. Mm that you cook it with that tastes good yeah <laughs> that, yeah quite on that's what it is uh, you want anything to taste like a taco you put cumin in it
3: yeah no yeah it makes sense to me on, sense. on a steak you would always put a bit of salt and pepper it's like yeah it's,
1: yeah.
2: yeah
1: even that <laughs> will transform anything you put salt and pepper on some broccoli it tastes fire Mm. shit you know like it's that's why England went across the freaking world to take salt and pepper from third world countries <laughs> <laughs> I mean annoying. we they went to war for sugar and salt you know like come yeah. on
2: yeah
0: <laughs>
1: well, spices, it, does, it, no. makes, it makes an awful lot of
0: sense though when you just actually sit there and think about it because I think a lot of people just don't and I, do, I think a lot of people aren't open to the idea of it and I think you've you've got to at least be open to it like you know we, we both eat meat ourselves but i'm mm. not completely closed off to the idea of it and i think that's half the battle with with some people
1: yeah and i'm not saying that that, that I, I understand that like we eat i've ate meat and i and i wasn't like i wasn't like dying or anything like that you know i can tell you that much we can definitely do it to survive but then like we, can, we have to go back to anthropology and like why did we all eat meat for for for, for some reason you know and now, yeah. and when you look at the cultures that ate the most meat, they were the cultures that, one, lived in colder climates. Yeah. And, and it's because maybe vegetation doesn't grow so well in colder climates. So in order to survive, you, you, you do need to eat some type of substance. So meat, fish, you know, and, and getting that fat on your body to resist the cold a little bit better, it's, it would become necessary. Yeah. yeah. You know, places like Africa – Um, and in the caribbean islands and stuff like that south america you saw more cultures before the european indoctrination Mm. they were mostly plant-based they were all pretty much plant-based a lot of them were just straight plant-based a lot of tribes in africa attributed their beauty and their physical prowess to not eating meat to just living in a higher moral state of mind like i don't have to put my um dominance over anybody else i don't feel that like like um in that way and you can see like it's 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 slowly taking you away from a predator or bully mentality like i'm not better than anybody else everything is me and i am everything therefore we all rise together
2: yeah yeah yeah
3: <clears throat> um so to um come back a bit then um so obviously this weekend what two days um you'll be Obviously, coming in off the back of a loss, but before that, you're on a, a five fight win streak. Um, how confident are you, sort of going into this weekend? You know, you know, you're like fueled and that, and to go. But how confident are you? Are you coming in?
1: I'm confident. I'm. Um, I feel good. I feel good about the my camp. I feel good about the fight. Um, I, I. I just. I honestly feel I'm. I'm a really good fighter, you know. I'm I'm better than what I've shown myself to be. I'm better than what I think I am a lot of the times. I'm better than what anybody else thinks of me as well. And I know the proof is there. You see me fight with everybody. You see me toe to toe with a lot of really great guys, and nobody's nobody. I don't believe has like just straight up bummed me and outclassed me. Yeah, you know, like I'm gonna make. I'm gonna give you the run for your fucking money. I've been caught before, um, early in rounds, but like, yeah anybody even the greatest have been caught before but i'm not attributing that i'm talking about like a full-on fight We get into a fight i've never bitched out i never like felt like i was outclassed you know and if i did lose those kind of fights they were yeah they're gonna end up coin tosses in the air um so i know that i'm that i'm good enough and even though i know it it still takes believing in (laughs) it which i don't know if it makes sense i know it but to believe in it, it's it's a whole different thing entirely, and that's where I feel like I'm coming into terms with.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you mentioned it earlier, Julian Arosa. He's a he's a good opponent. He's a tough opponent. Uh, how are you expecting the fight to play out?
1: Um, I don't know. I I, I really never expect anything. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I'm kind of an in the moment fighter. I just get in there. I I don't do research on the fighter. I don't know. I learned about Julian Rosa when they're about to fight him. So Yeah. I it's... I don't watch the sport. I don't I don't keep up with it.
3: Yeah. Was it I don't know if I've got this quote wrong. Was it R Rachamash and others said don't worry about your opponent until you're in there with them. Essentially <laughs> It was sort of on the lines of that. I don't know if it was him. But...
1: I don't know who said that. But yeah, man, I I totally agree. I'm I'm an overthinker so if I start thinking about it now, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna rack my brain with a lot of stress that I don't need. So yeah. and they're just men. We're yeah. all just men There's It's not like I'm fighting a monster, I'm not fighting a tiger or anything. It's not gonna maul me. I'm not gonna die. So that's one fear I can chalk off the board. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can go in there and fight with a fuller heart. Yeah. My uh, friends I- are still gonna like me. You know, my family's still gonna like me after the fight, and well, oh, you're a disgrace. And if they are, no, they then fuck them anyway. But I'm pretty sure they're gonna like <laughs> still. still. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: No, it's, it's a good approach. It's uh, like you say, if, especially if you're like an overthinker, why why do that yeah. to yourself? So it's a good approach. Life is long and life is big, man. And and honestly, like I love what I do, but it's a it means absolutely nothing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I what, what like like aside, I I feel like interviews podcasts means more. Than actually fighting, because when I'm fighting, I'm just entertaining some drunk people in the crowd. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what,
3: what what is it that you feel like the, the interviews and the podcast are more point more important? Is it connection with people? Is it well?
1: Well, I quite honestly mm. think that fighters are some of the most wisest and intelligent people in the world.
2: Mm. Yeah,
1: I don't think you cannot. I I, I don't think you can't be you can't be wise without being formidable. Yeah. You know, you would you would have to be able to withstand those hard times of life, come out of the shitstorm clean, then you can speak on it. You know, you can be like, oh well, I I I've been here before and I've been in darkest moments and that's why I can speak through the light. And and so I think it helps. I think it gives us perspective on what we need in, in this world, which is real men you know warriors we've lost the warrior spirit yeah people don't fight for their beliefs they don't fight for their dreams they don't fight for their women they don't fight for their children they're letting schools in america you know choose genders for kids now and like bro like and and then if you try to, but then again it's also implemented to the walls if we try to fight back you know then we're it's easy to get canceled it's easy to get you know so like yeah. but at the end, you gotta say fuck all that shit it's your life People are going to talk shit about you anyway. They're going to hate on you anyway, no matter what. If you're doing it right or doing it wrong. Yeah. You, you better just stand for yourself. Even if you're standing alone, if, and, and rather than with the crowd, man, you're going to end up miserable, man. That look, look at all yeah. these, yeah, you know, these people with these fake ass movements are ending up miserable as shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. and, and it's crazy. It's crazy nowadays the way that the, the way it's happening. We need a we need to bring strong men back into society, not yeah. to allow this shit to happen, you know, where so you can't smoke cigarettes and you can't drink from until you're 21, but an eight-year-old can change their gender. Yeah. Yeah. So you can you can become impotent and fertile just because you were influenced by a grown-up that you're not a boy or you're not a girl and that you can be another gender and change. so we allow these people to do that but we don't allow women to get abortions on their own if they want to but no, we'll yeah. let a kid cut off his penis or destroy her vagina to get another reproductive organ that doesn't work mm. Yeah, that's crazy now nice. uh, if I was a parent bro you're not fucking butchering my kid mm. you're not going to influence him to butcher himself either he's a child he doesn't know what he's talking about yeah, that's why we have an age of consent for sex. You know, because um, females and males at a certain age, they don't know what the fuck they want. Yeah, they have hormones, but they don't know what they want. Yeah. So, how the fuck is an eight-year-old going to know if they want to be a boy or a girl or not?
3: Yeah, a lot of it is just through what they what they hear them, what they see. You know, what I mean, I've got, I've got two boys myself, and they're in school, and you know, there is that aspect of it of them trying to teach that. That me boy, you should something I don't want them to learn about, you know, or not not really learn about it, but not that. Yeah, exactly. I want to be able to the teach, teach them about it when they're older, when
1: they can make those decisions. Yeah. And, but then again, it's not the place. Yeah. Anybody's sexuality should be kept behind closed doors. It's a private matter. So it's crazy how a drag queen. Can go to a children's class and talk about switching genders, mm. how to masturbate, how to masturbate other people. Yeah. If a straight man went up to a went up to your uh, went up to an to an eight year old kid and told him how he fucks his wife.
2: Yeah. 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 Be everybody would be in an uproar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. a pedophile. This guy's a fucking creep. They put him in chains. Yeah. But we're literally looking at a fucking man that dresses like a woman talking to kids about sexuality.
3: Yeah. I and mean, it's... Well, because I, I a certain age they're meant to learn it in school, aren't But that's at a certain age. You know what I mean? It's not when the... Babies. Essentially, like... Yeah. But,
1: but, like but even... Even, even in... Gro- even, even as grown-ups. Even as grown-ups, like um, if, if, if if I come up to you as a grown man and I just talk to you about all my sexual events, you know, like it's not appropriate. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, so sexuality in general should be behind, should be private. That's all it is. So I don't care how you identify yourself. I don't care what you're into, what you like, keep that with your boyfriend or your girlfriend, whatever it may be, you know, or your non-binary friend, whatever fuck you want to call yourself. Um, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. You know, because then I should be allowed to go around like, oh, straight pride, you know what I'm saying? And shit like that. And like, oh, well, man, you know, I was out with these chicks last night. And like, like no one wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that, whether it's from a straight person or from a gay person or LGBT, whatever the fuck persons they want to be, you know, and then the whole pronoun fucking thing. It's ridiculous, honestly, like it's 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 becoming like the culture that we're that we're getting into. It's becoming like restrictive you know i can't the worst freedom of speech what happened to that yeah. and there's like we got to eliminate the bullies well bullies make people strong <clears throat> you know like bullies uh, like like they, they, there's a reason why there's adversaries in this world is to test our is to test our grit so that we can become stronger yeah you know not everybody you fight with is your enemy mm. and not everybody is trying to help you is your friend
2: yeah yeah it's true yeah
1: so these people that claim that they're trying to make you a better person you know being more sensitive to people's pronouns and crap like it's, it's bullshit mm. i don't want to have to overthink my interactions with people yeah if i'm a nice person and i have great intentions and i'm doing nice things what the fuck like like me calling you she because you're like a she should not fucking matter yeah and if you want it to matter, then you better make your physicality look like the gender you want to look like, and then maybe I won't make that fucking mistake. Yeah. yeah, You know, or, but it's just, yeah, I don't, it's very...
3: It's, it's crazy times, mates, is what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> it's madness, mates. Um,
1: yeah. and, then, and then you got to be that sensitive that, like, everybody's got to play your game. Then what if I say I identify myself as the best in the world as a God, you know what I'm saying? And, and if, and if um I identify myself as world champion and if yeah. Dana White doesn't give me my belt, then he's a bigot. Yeah. How would that even make sense? That's what you're basically saying. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like, it's like, I can identify as whatever the fuck I want. And if you don't treat me as such, then I'm going to raise hell. Yeah. Um, fuck it. It, like, but there's a reality. I can identify as myself as a champion all I want, but until I win that belt, I'm not a champion. Mm. Yeah, true. You know, like it's, there's there's truth, and there's a fantasy that we live in. And if there there is subjective truth, but then there's an objective truth. There's a truth that you can't deny. Yeah, the sun comes up and it goes down unless it's the end of the fucking world. Yeah. You know, when waves come in, they're gonna come back out. You know, so we we have objective truths. Yeah. So if you have a penis, it's because you're a man. By by a by a by biology. Yeah. You know, if you have the capability of birthing, then you're a female. By biology.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: so like, uh, it, it's crazy how we make these crazy arguments, and then. And then this, I, I saw a video, this one lady was making this argument, and it was like, okay, so um, she was saying, like, what defines gender and stuff? And the guy was making the argument, like, okay, if I observe a female chicken laying eggs, I would say that's a female chicken. Would I be making a wrong observation? Yeah. And then she was like, oh, no, you're not listening. <laughs> you know, does a chicken have feelings? Does a chicken cry? Well, one, they do yeah they do have feelings and they they do cry they do show emotions um try and take a chick from a ch- from a mama chicken yeah if she a fucking didn't feel anything she will let you do it but she yeah. will fight she will fight tooth and nail to get that baby back same with dogs same with dogs and if we claim dogs have emotions how are you going to say that another animal don't have any emotion yeah pigs are smarter than dogs
2: mm.
1: You know, and then we will eat the fuck out of them, though. <laughs> and like, they don't yeah. feel anything. are just animals. They're meant here for us, for our pleasure. It's a fucking crazy idea to think about. Yeah. yeah. You know, So if, 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 if you're going to agree that chickens have genders, then so do human beings because we're all animals. And I think the separation from our, from our animalistic side or our animalistic nature from this world is what's causing this, this, this dissonance mm. between us. <laughs> You know, like uh, we're animals, man, by nature, but we so happen to have consciousness and we can think and we can make ideas and we can communicate with each other in a more profound way, but that doesn't make us any better. Yeah. Life is an ecosystem. And if we start taking away animals from their purpose in life, we see the world in an upheaval.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, I'll tell you what, mate, you've certainly given us a lot of insight and, Perspective, oh, in, in the, yeah, In this time we spoke to you. Um, but we do have, have one more for you before we let you go, let you uh chill out in that. Um, so I think it was in the media day, uh, you showed an interest in uh Dana White's power slap. Um, so <laughs> we've got a question for you if if you could choose any opponent from any organization or whatever, even someone just to be able to slap who would it be Fuck.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wouldn't know um, i don't think i i dislike anybody that much it would yeah. have to be out of third competition <laughs> random person just yeah. to see if i'm good at it or not but yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> would you consider that relative if Dana said I'll like fighters from UFC can go into it and that would, would you consider like actually going in and having a few power slaps on people?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah.
3: <laughs> a little, little bit so, of a change. so, in so it from,
0: satisfying yeah. about slapping someone in the face. I think you'd have to try
1: it. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, I, I um, this was a while back but I was, I wasn't in the UFC but I was a professional fighter um, and a guy got into a fight with me and I knew what I could do, so I just ended up slapping the shit out of him. Like, every every time I struck at him, it was a slap. And then um, he got really frustrated. And so we closed he close your fist. You try and fucking punch me for it. I'm like, I'm not going to punch you. I just kept slapping him. He <laughs> gave pissing up. Pissing him off. <laughs> yeah. It's <With> disrespectful. <laughs> <you> know. <laughs>
3: I know I, I'll tell you what, maybe that's how, how Dana gets Diaz back. they get him in the power slapping it.
0: <laughs> you would have to belt in no time,
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was all we have for you, Alex. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Um, as you said, very insightful, very eye opening, um, and just interesting overall. So, we really thank you for your time and best of luck at the weekend. Uh, hopefully, you come out with that. W. Oh, thank you very much. You take Appreciate it easy, your
3: time, mate. Thank you. Oh, man, it was fun. Good stuff, man. Take it easy.
0: Take care. All right, guys. Peace. means. There we go. Bruce Leroy, Alex Casares. That was a long one. I wasn't interested in that. <laughs> Very interesting, yeah. though. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Again, we're going to get this out audio-wise as soon as possible, obviously. Video will be available on YouTube pretty much straight away, and then we'll be back tomorrow with the Bruiser, Reese Bruiser. Now, yeah, So we will be the then. last you have to see, and then that'll be the last you have to see us this week.
3: <laughs> next week, we'll, we'll we'll see. I
0: don't think we, we've got nothing planned for next week yet, but like you know, there's still a good two days before yeah. next week. The key word can is yet. We definitely get something planned.
3: Key word is yeah. yet.
0: <laughs> no, we we said didn't we? We wanted to end the year strong, try and get as much content in as, as possible before like Christmas and New Year yeah. um, obviously neither of us sort of working at the moment it's just kind of been a bit of a blessing for the podcast at least anyway yeah, uh, yeah. so it's been been nice to get back to it we've been a bit bit slack with it lately with what was our working schedules just never sinking yeah. um, so it's been nice to get back to it what feels like properly this week and hopefully next week as well but yeah I'd say we'll be back tomorrow six o'clock Reese Berudinell, UK's number one heavyweight kickboxer. Never had a we've only had one kick. Well, no, we've never had a kickboxer, are we?
3: I don't think kickboxer like that particular thing no.
0: Not not proper. Like Dan Bonner doesn't fall under the category of kickboxer. Yeah,
3: it's like tiring it's but
0: Yeah. So it's a first for us. We're looking forward to it. So yeah, tune in tomorrow. Thank you everyone for tuning in.
2: super necessary.